0: You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Dr. Brian Cole and Steve Cashel on 670 The Score. And wrapping it up here on this Saturday morning, Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole, thanks so much for being along with us with this great ride, Sports Medicine Weekly. It's... uh... Eight years now in the making of our show. Our website is sportsmedicineweekly.com. You can access prior shows, interviews, valuable resources on sports, injury, and fitness. And again, our blog at smwhome.net or sportsmedicineweekly.com. Coordinating producer is Teresa Ann Seeger. Our producer, the one and only Shane Reardon. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Cole. Dr. Cole, is it true that sleep can help you lose weight?
1: Yes, I'd say that's factually correct, Steve. Okay? I'm going to get
0: 12 hours yeah, tomorrow.
1: But the, but that's the problem, right? So the devil's in the details. Um, certainly, if you have uh, 10, 15 pounds to lose, you're not going to do it by sleeping more. But <laughs> okay. the flip side is that if you're trying to lose it, getting enough sleep can enable you to do it. Sleep I is incredibly that. important, you know? So I think there's a lot that people don't understand. Uh, from a really pragmatic or practical point of view, if you're awake more, there's more opportunity for you to snack and eat inappropriately, right? So that's a really basic one. But there's actually medical reasons, proteins, hormones that are secreted when we sleep that you don't get during your waking hours. So for example, satiety. Do you know what satiety means? No. Satiety is the uh, ability to feel full. So there's certain things you can do in your diet. How would you spell that word? Satiety, oh gosh, S-A-T-I-E-T-Y, satiety, sated. I think that's the proper word, sated. I feel full, I'm sated. Is Uh, that Latin? it must be yeah <laughs> so yeah so the hormones that are secreted or produced when you and I sleep they actually regulate appetite. And there's there's two actually that are really important, not that you need to know, but one of them is called leptin. You hear a lot about that. Uh, and the other one is, I think it's called ghrelin. It's basically they're hormones that you and I produce when we sleep and we okay. don't produce a lot of it when we're not sleeping. And those are ones that actually control hunger or satiety. So if you don't produce a lot of that, then it's difficult for you to feel that you've consumed or eaten enough. Um, and that's super important because we tend, when we don't feel Say that we don't feel like we've eaten uh, uh, or full, um, then what happens? We tend to increase our carbohydrate index for our, our glu- uh, uh, glycemic index. In other words, we eat simple sugars and carbohydrates and so forth because that's what our bodies crave. Right. So these hormones are super important. Other thing that's really important is growth hormone. We tend to produce growth hormone when we sleep, and growth hormone is really important for muscle mass. So our muscles are like little furnaces, and we need to maintain structure and form and so forth. So that's something that we naturally produce when we sleep. And if you don't get enough of it, you're not producing the same amount of growth hormone. So, uh, and so then people also, don't need to take it illegally. That, that's right. You can get it for free. Get it for free That's great. What is cortisol? You sleep, you get it for free. Cortisol is what uh, we secrete and produce during stress and so forth, and it regulates lots and lots of other hormones, and your cortisol levels tend to stay in balance with sleep, and they get all out of whack. It's a stress hormone that increases with stress. Uh, it messes with our metabolism, um, So, and metabolism is a big part of what we our daily burn rate, if you will. So uh, cortisol levels get uh, aberrant or screwed up, basically, when our sleep is disrupted. So really important. So if you look at cortisol you look at growth hormone, and you look at hormones that uh, control our appetite, and you also look at just the fact that if you're waking hours are longer, you're more likely to have excessive calorie intake, and you're more likely to make them carbohydrates because that's what your body craves when you're sleep-deprived.
0: Brian Cole, Steve Cashel, with you at Sports Medicine Weekly. Uh, there's so many ways to go with this, right? I mean, with the the, the sleep thing, and um, do you talk at all with the White Sox players and, and Chicago Bulls players, Doctor Cole, about uh, about sleep? I mean, it's it's so much about diet, and I know the uh, sports performance people at the Bulls are trying everything they can, as are any professional franchise to help their players but and these guys have the weirdest travel schedules. I traveled with the Bulls for 5 years and you know we and you I've seen you on the plane as well uh, back in the day and I've subbed a little bit for both Neil Funk and Chuck Swirsky over the years and yeah you know, we get in at 2 a.m. a couple times we got in at 3:30 4 a.m. and you know and then you're waking these guys up maybe for a shoot around or let them sleep in
1: and it really messes with things doesn't it. You know it's interesting we've talked about diet, we've talked about cryotherapy, massage um, all kinds of recovery modalities, and sleep is one of them. And we've looked very carefully and continue to look through, for example, the NBA database about back-to-back games. There's some teams, for example, that have a strategy that right after the game, let's get on the plane and go. Others have a strategy to say, look, let's just stay, we'll travel in the morning. And we don't have the answers, but we clearly believe, based upon the things that we just discussed about our hormone production and so forth, that... Sleep is part of recovery, and it's a, it's an amazing science. In fact, there's a whole technology um, epicenter that is, revolves around measuring sleep and the quality of sleep. These devices that people wear, you put them under your pillow. There's all kinds of monitors that that we have now that actually help us to measure qu- high-quality versus low-quality sleep. So it's super important. We haven't figured it out on the, from the scientific front, but we know that it's one of those modifiable variables that that we can help with recovery.
0: It makes me think of this rule, Dr. Cole, in the NBA, because I don't think it's changed, but the rule has been that if you're playing, whatever NBA city you're playing in the next day, you must be in that city the night before. So let's say the Bulls are in Chicago tonight, and they're playing in Detroit tomorrow, even though it's an only, only an hour flight. You can't fly the next day. The rule is you've got to fly the night before. Have you, as a physician's group, maybe, because I know you're involved with the NBA physicians, um, have you guys talked a little bit about that? And, and if, will that rule ever be changed? It was maybe mm-hmm. going home and getting a full eight, nine hours and then waking up and taking a flight at 11 a.m. might be more advantageous to these players, correct?
1: That's correct. The reality is that, remember, you know, These are these are young men, uh, and and well, you you get them to bed. Yeah, and you got to get them to bed, right? So there's always that risk, Um, uh, you know. So there's the discipline aspect, and the safest place to be is probably on the plane, uh, especially after a a big win. Um, But I, you know, as far as the, the 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 details pertaining to these discussions on you got to be there you know the whole idea is you got to show up to play and there's that risk that there's a travel problem we had that happen many times with snow and so forth where they can't get there so um i think there's so much at stake for not being there in terms of what is entailed to actually pull a game off that the risks are probably too high so i would i would argue that it's not likely just because of logistical issues that they're going to change a rule such as that i certainly if the science was there and it really related to player health um then arguably i think the nba as responsive as as they've been would probably be responsive to that but Um, I think we need the science before we make those kinds of recommendations.
0: All right, great stuff. We're out of time for this edition of Sports Medicine Weekly. Once again, many thanks to our producer, Shane Reardon, our coordinating producer, Teresa Ann Seeger, David Cole for running our business operation and the website, Samantha Smith as well from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. Coming up next on The Score, Inside the Clubhouse, that great baseball show. With Bruce Slavon, I'm Steve Cashel for Dr. Brian Cole. Dr. Cole, it's been a pleasure, and we will see you next week for more Sports Medicine Weekly
1: right here on 670 The Score.
0: You've been listening to Sports Medicine Weekly, heard every Saturday morning at 8 with Dr. Brian Cole and Steve Cashel, only on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago's Sports Station.